0: welcome to the my fishing cape cod podcast the my fishing cape cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing cape cod now here's your host kevin collins well hello and welcome to another edition of the my fishing cape cod podcast here from my i'm your host kevin collins back with you for our second podcast of the 2022 season here at MFCC and this podcast is going to be more of our true fishing report podcast even though we're kind of in no man's land in the doldrums of the winter we're still going to be joined by a panel of three experts on today's program led off by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins We're then going to be joined by Sam Mullen from down behind the counter at the Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans, Massachusetts. And last but not least, we'll check in with our long-lost buddy, Bruno Demir, from down at Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi. We had an excellent chat with Bruno's cousin, Eddie, on our last podcast, the first podcast of the 2022 season. Eddie, of course, from monomoytackle.com, makes an excellent assortment of... Of jigs and rigs for anything from fluke to sea bass to haddock. So definitely check out Cousin Eddie's site, monomoytackle.com, to gear up for the 2022 season. So let's dive right into today's show with guest number one, and that is MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins, live from his vacation in beautiful Costa Rica. Well, as usual, first up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is founder and creator. Ryan Collins live from Costa Rica via Zoom. Ryan, this is our first time doing this. How has your trip been so far?
1: You know, it's been going pretty well, Kevin. Lots of surprises, but you really just got to roll with the punches down here. There's always got to be some hiccups and unexpected things happening, but the wildlife has been pretty spectacular. The scenery's been great. The people have been good. And I've been catching fish. So, all in all, it's been a good start to the trip.
0: I'll dive deeper into your journey down there and what it's been like during your visit so far, but I'm taking a quick look over at the MFCC site. I'm on the blog, and since you've left and you and I have last caught up, there's been a bunch of new content that's gone up on the site that I've been scrolling through this morning while I have my coffee. Uh, The first thing that came up on my feed here is the 2021 South Shore season and review article by Robbie Griffin. This looks like a fantastic read.
1: Yeah, even though I'm down here in Costa Rica, I've been keeping the Cape Cod related posts going. And this particular post from Robbie, who's a member of my fishing Cape Cod, he takes us through his whole South Shore of Massachusetts season and review. So a little bit north of the Cape action here. But Robbie's a great young angler and very skilled writer. And he does a lot of lobstering as well. So any listeners who are on the South shore of Massachusetts, that could definitely be a post worth checking out.
0: And also one of the things that you put up was something that you and I have talked about here on the podcast, actually, when it happened. And that was your sea robin experience. I know you were able to land a a few sea robins during the 2021 season. And most folks like myself will return the sea robins to their home and let them go. You actually brought a few home to fillet and eat, and we're able to put up a, a recent post on that.
1: Yes, that's a really detailed, in-depth post all about the mighty sea robin, which is a beautiful fish, undervalued fish, and not a lot of people have tried eating them before, but all last season, I enjoyed trying eating different types of fish, and I'm doing that down here, too, in Costa Rica, Kevin, but the sea robin post, I think... People are really enjoying it. I've gotten some nice feedback about it, and that uh, was a lot of fun putting together, and again, that's over on the blog.
0: Yeah, and it's a nice mix, actually, since you've been gone, uh, of kind of half Cape Cod related stuff and half stuff from your journey to Costa Rica. I haven't had a chance to, to get into some of the Costa Rica content yet, but I see you've got an article up here. You get a chance to go out boat fishing?
1: That is a summary of some of the past panga boat fishing trips I've done in Costa Rica. And I've got some other posts about the start of our 2022 trip here. We first went to Corcovado, which is on the Osa Peninsula. We're now over on the Gulf of Dulce. And I'm hoping maybe I can get out on a boat this year, but we'll see. I don't do any charters down here. I just kind of see if people will invite me to go out with them and that video that you're looking at that is past panga boat trips that i've gone out here so if you're interested in kind of seeing what it's like to fish from a boat down here on the Osa peninsula then that's a good video to watch but we'll see kevin i i got some folks who might be able to get me out on a boat but as of right now i've been doing a lot of shore fishing down here fishing from the beach fishing from the rocks And I've also been doing some kayak fishing for snook.
0: What are some of the species of fish, Ryan, so far in your journey this year that you've been able to successfully target?
1: Well, our first location where we were staying over near Corcovado, which is a national park and the most biodiverse area on planet Earth, which means there's more species of animals and plants per acre here on Corcovado than anywhere else in the world. Right in front of where we were staying, there's a lagoon, brackish water lagoon that's connected to the Pacific Ocean during the wet season. Right now, it's not connected to the Pacific because it's the dry season. But this lagoon has a lot of snook in it. And there's a kayak available at my disposal. So I took it out and I was casting a strategic angler bullet, which is a four inch long swimming plug, and reeling that lure, literally, Kevin, as fast as I could. That's what the snook wanted, and I was able to hook up with some of these fish, and when you hook them, Kevin, it's not like a striper. I mean, they, they kind of fight similar to a striper, but they go completely airborne, huh. so I had them jumping all around the kayak. It was super, super fun. I got some cool video of the snook going completely airborne, which I'm going to be posting soon. So snook is one species. I've also been fishing from the rocks, and I caught some flag cabrilla which is basically Kevin like a sea bass just like a sea bass but much more colorful incredible beautiful patterns on these fish and they're delicious so we kept those and I got a chance to go fishing with some locals at a beach where we caught corbina amarillo which is yellow corbina which is another species of fish that's really good to eat and then yesterday from the rocks I hooked up with a mystery fish and I haven't posted about this yet, but I was using my light tackle setup with just a little curly tail grub, like basically a schoolie striper setup is what I was using. And I hooked a fish that took me 30 minutes to get in. And I was jumping from rock to rock. There were waves crashing onto the rocks. It was the most wild surf casting experience I've had in a while. And I have no idea what species of fish that was but it had a big forked tail like a tuna and it pulled like like absolutely crazy, ripping line. And I'll be posting about that soon. I released that fish because I didn't know if it was good to eat. I didn't want to kill it and then find out that, you know, it was inedible. So I let that guy go. And that's been a big thing for this trip is not just the fun of fishing, but the extra incentive of actually going out there and catching a fish to personally consume. There aren't many, there aren't any actually grocery stores nearby. So actually going out and catching a fish and bringing it back is, is kind of important. So it's been a nice added incentive. One thing I wanted to ask you too, Ryan, is
0: we talked about uh, the crocodiles briefly, Um, in your, I'll say observation and, and having a firsthand encounter with one, I know they can get pretty big, you know, well over 10 feet long. Um, Do you think they're a threat to, you know, the locals and fishermen or do they kind of just mind their own business?
1: I haven't run across any stories about people saying, hey, you know, last week somebody got, you know, bitten by one or anything like that. It seems like they more or less just keep to themselves. The ones that I've seen have been like about six to eight feet long. If there were like true monsters in there, like when I went to Australia, In my early 20s, we saw some crocodiles that were, they had to be over 15 feet long, like absolute dinosaurs. If those were in there, I'd probably be a little bit more, you know, nervous. But the one that went under my kayak, he was just trying to get away from me, actually. And he just happened to make a turn and go under. And then the other ones that popped their heads up, as soon as they saw, you know, me or Actually, I went for a walk and Lauren saw a couple of them. As soon as they saw us, you know, they immediately started going in the opposite direction. The one thing that we've been a little cautious of are the snakes, because those you don't see. They're very stealthy. They're, you know, hiding in the underbrush. And we saw one at river, we went to a waterfall hike and saw one in a river that's completely camouflaged against a log. And I don't know if it was a deadly one or not. And then we had another one here near where we're staying right off the little walkway. And Lauren walked by him not more than two feet away before we noticed him. And that one was probably about five feet long. And we're told it was venomous, not highly venomous, but it was venomous. So the snakes are more of a warrior than the crocs.
0: Now, you're going to be there for at least another, you know, week to to 10 days. Uh, You've got still a good portion of your stay left. You mentioned you you don't have any charters or anything planned, but now where you are currently, do you have any plans in the works to get out on the water or, you know, do some exploring in a targeted fashion?
1: I've reached out to a couple of friends that I've made over the past couple of years here who have boats. So maybe if I'm lucky, I'll be able to sneak out with them for some elephant, tuna, roosterfish, or mackerel. But I've actually been fishing a lot from the rocks at the new spot that we're at right now. For the first part of the trip, we were over at Corcovado, and that's where I did the snook fishing in the kayak. But right now we're at a place called Cabo Matapalo, which is at the edge of the Gulf of Dulce. And over here, it's completely different. There's... A rocky coastline, and I've already been able to fish those rocks and catch some very unique species. One in particular is very delicious, called the flag cabrilla. Very similar to the black sea bass we have back home, but even more colorful, beautiful patterns on it. Very nice tasting white meat. The other day I went with one of the locals here, and we caught some corbina amaria, which is yellow corbina which was also very delicious for dinner.
0: And have you been working on the TV show as well
1: while you've been down there? Yes, it's a great place to edit videos down here. So I've been keeping the content going on MFCC and I've had some great guest contributors keeping the content going on the blog. And I've been having plenty of time here to edit more episodes, which will start, Aaron, on February 26th on NBC Sports Network. And... I've got about six episodes that are pretty much done and I need to get at least two more. And if I'm lucky, if I can get more editing work done, maybe we could stretch the season into 10 episodes because I know they'll let me do more episodes if I'm able to get it you know, all edited and put together. But this is just a wonderful place to do work. And that's really one of the main reasons why I started my fishing Cape Cod was this whole idea of being able to take my work with me wherever there was an internet connection and actually about 10 minutes ago Kevin we had a humpback whale breaching coming out of the water here right in front of where I'm talking to you right now so it is a bit of a dream come true and in, in that regards and you know we're just having a good time and enjoying the nature.
0: Well we look forward to seeing more of the content up on the website and when we turn the calendar to February when you get home I know everyone's excited about the debut of the 2022 season of MFCC TV. So more things to look forward to, to get us through this winter. Not sure if you've heard the latest reports from home, but we're scheduled to get slammed with, you know, near zero degree temperatures and perhaps two feet of snow on Saturday.
1: Oh my goodness. I did hear a rumor about that, but yeah, a lot different down here, 80 degrees and sunny, but I do like the snow. Back home. it's a great time to just kind of be inside do some reading have a fire and uh, get ready for spring because it's got to be here before we know it
0: well you know where my house is and you and I have been very blessed and fortunate to take your boat the miss Loretta basically right out you know from the front of my house and we've done plenty of tin boat fishing in front of my house and Saturday the marine forecast is calling for 75 mile an hour wind out of the northeast so it will not be a tin boat day while you're gone
1: Oh my God. That is, that is serious. That is very serious. So I'll be thinking about you guys this weekend for sure. Stay safe and don't pull your back out shoveling snow.
0: All right, Ryan, take care. We'll look forward to talking with you when you return.
1: All right, tight lines. Thanks for the call.
0: Well, next up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy, Sam Mullen from down behind the counter at the Goose Hummock in beautiful Orleans, Massachusetts. Sam, how are you on this chilly day?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Looking for ice is what I'm looking for. (laughs) Safe ice is my main priority.
0: Yeah, I mean, the temperature last night, I actually flew back home from North Carolina last night and when I landed at Hanscom Field in Bedford, it was, I think, negative one degree when I landed. So it should be thickening up a little bit here over the next couple of days.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There is some safe ice on on the Cape mostly like, you know, little tiny, tiny mud hole ponds, uh, a lot of perch jigging and that kind of stuff, but uh, definitely just be careful out there if you do go out there. A lot of it is that two to two and a half inch range, so, and always go with a buddy and always have the uh, necklace ice picks. You don't want to fall in, you know, um, but there is some spots and you can have some fun uh, jigging up some perch on some little small spoons and some Berkeley Power Nymphs and uh, some grubs and that kind of stuff mostly, and then, uh you know, if you are able to get a pond where there's some bass, you know, obviously shiners and on a you know, on a flag we'll always do it, but um but you know, if you want to really do any of that, uh it's mostly like uh the Bridgewater area and uh Plymouth. But uh hopefully this storm it will bring in some cold weather and hopefully Sunday maybe some true kennel ponds on the Cape will have some ice.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the ice fishing. I mean that's pretty much the only thing going on right now, right?
2: Yeah, there really isn't many open ones. Uh and if there is, then it's the water is just so cold so the fish are just so sluggish. Uh you know, you, and, and it's nice to be on top of them when you're on the ice, but you know, guys are still finding some open ponds and uh using night crawlers and shiners, you know, really just live bait at this point of the season. It's pretty uh pretty tough to get them on some artificials. Um you really just got to give them what they want. <laughs>
0: and sam how's the store been doing is it predominantly guys kind of coming in poking around looking for ice fishing gear
2: yeah a little bit of ice gear and that kind of stuff uh but mostly it's just kind of the winter doldrums and guys are just coming into the shop to to kind of get ready for next season uh you know you'll get a one sale that comes in and he buys a bunch of tuna stuff and he's like i can't wait i'm jones in at the bit and you you know buys you know two thousand dollars worth of tuna stuff so get a few of those but uh you know, and then we're just getting ready for the shows. we got a lot of nice shows coming up. We've got uh, the Atlantic City Boat Show from March 2nd to the 6th. And then we hit the road again and go to the Providence, Rhode Island, the RISA show, uh, the inshore. That's uh, the 11th through the 14th. And then we go to the Hartford, Connecticut uh, Fishing Convention Show. And that is the 18th to the 22nd, I think. And then we go back down to New Jersey for Edison. That's another, like, inshore uh, fishing fishing show, and that'll wrap us up for the rest of the month of March.
0: Yeah, so the month of March, Team Goose, you know, led by Captain Phil, is going to be on the go pretty much every weekend at these shows. That's going to be pretty fun, and we'll have to make sure to check in with you guys throughout those shows, make sure we promote them to the membership.
2: Absolutely, that'll be great. And these shows will be really fun, especially for what – you know, what's going on still, and, you know, people are trying to get out and enjoy, and, uh, you know, we're really excited for Atlantic City. That'll be a really nice show for us. You know, it's a lot of offshore. Uh, we we got a, a whole ton of bars. We're making a giant display. Um, trying to fit 500 bars on one display because we just have so many, and uh, those guys down in Jersey will like it. And, then you know, if anybody wants to come down and get out of uh, cabin fever and enjoy some... Uh, some fishing talk, and we'll be down there trying to sell some, try to sell some stuff, and have some fun.
0: And Sam, how's the inventory in the store? You guys got live bait for the freshwater guys, and there's stuff still coming in this time of year.
2: Yep, yep. We're actually just getting a big order of shiners tomorrow morning uh, for the weekend. So if you guys uh, need to get them out for, uh, if you guys want to try to brave the storm on Saturday, but most likely hit, uh, hit the ponds on, uh, you know, Sunday. And if you got Monday off, those look like the two nice days. For some ice fishing, and we got plenty of shiners for the weekend.
0: And what's the latest on the storm? Are you, are you guys going to be open through it? You think, or you might close uh, shop on Saturday? We'll
2: be open on. I don't think we'll be open on Saturday. Uh, you know, the winds look like at least fifty miles an hour, um, and you know, probably most likely, you know, the town will be out of power, and uh just you know, unsafe conditions, you know, for the road for us employees and people being out. So I think we'll take the day and uh, just kind of hang out and brave out the storm
0: and what are the updated store hours sam if you don't mind me asking this time of year since we're kind of in no man's land
2: yeah it's uh monday through saturdays 9 to five thirty, and sunday is 8 to 4
0: all right my friend i will let you get back to work really appreciate you taking the time to check in with us from down at the goose hummock and i look forward to talking with you maybe when it's a little bit warmer
2: yeah that sounds that sounds about right
0: well, next up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our long-lost buddy, Bruno Demir. Bruno, the last time we chatted was before Christmas, so Happy New Year, my friend.
3: Happy New Year to you and all our MFCC members.
0: I had a chance to finally catch up on a podcast, Bruno, with Cousin Eddie. I'm sure you heard it. Uh, what, were your, what was your take on that? I think he did remarkably well. He's a podcast natural.
3: You know, I think, I think he's just such a great um, speaker, and uh, he's a pretty talented guy. Although, you know, he loves to sugarcoat what he does for a living, but if, if any, he doesn't like to talk about it on air. But that, if anyone knows Eddie or you ever bump into Cousin Eddie, ask him what he does for a living, what he really does, and it is probably the most interesting thing I've ever heard.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to kind of chewing his ear off about that. I think I am I got out with you last year on the Gavi. I want to get out with you again in 2022, and, and my other mission will be to get out maybe sea bass fishing with Cousin Eddie once the uh, spring rolls around, and he's out in Buzzards Bay. I, I'd look forward to a day doing that.
3: Yeah, you know, he's really, really good at uh, the sea bass season in Buzzards Bay. He's got some honey holes in there where – He'll find your spot where there's no boats around, and he's been doing it for years in Buzzards Bay. Um, so, he, that, if you're going to go black tea fishing in Buzzards Bay in the spring, that's the guy to go with.
0: Now, we had a great conversation about monomoytackle.com. We went through a lot of the different products that Eddie has on offer, and some of the newer ones that he's working on for 2022. I know that yep. winter time is a great time for you, Bruno to kind of, you know, churn the wheels in your head and start gearing up, you know, for the upcoming season. Start start shopping not only rigs but rods and reels for fluke and a lot of the, the species that you might target in the spring. How's that thought process working for you? Are you already starting to think about kind of what you need for the Gavi on board in twenty twenty two?
3: You know, I've been getting a, a lot of uh calls and friends asking me, um I think at this point everyone knows I've Pretty addicted to fluke fishing, and um, so they asked me like, what's 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 the gear you want, what what's the rod you want, and you know, luckily uh, we're right around the corner from the Rhode Island uh, for the uh, fishing convention. That's a great opportunity to go check out different rods and different equipment, and see what works for it. Um, but one, I would say, one of the must-haves for fluke fishing is a like a high-speed bait casting reel. Um, and, um, I think, um, you've probably seen them on my boat. They, they, they almost look like the reels you would use to go largemouth mouth bass fishing, you know, on like a bass boat and it's a bait casting reel, but a lot of the companies now like Shimano, Daiwa, and, um, they're coming out with these, uh, uh, ocean and salt water performance bait casting reels and they're, they're high speed. I mean, these things reel in, you know, 7.6, 7.8 to 1 ratio. So, you know, when you're fluke fishing, like I said before, we never pump fluke into the boat. It's a different style of fishing where once you hook them, you keep that rod nice and straight and just reel. And that's what these reels do is they're able to bring in, you know, three and a half, four feet of line per crank which is kind of what you want for fluke, you know, and um, as far as rods go, you want, you know, I like to keep them pretty short, I don't want them too long because I'm fishing off a boat, Mm. just something that's going to keep that jig bouncing, and still give you the uh, sensitivity, because, you know, fluke love to test out the bait before they actually hit it hard, so that's kind of of what people have been asking me about, and that's what I've been talking about when it comes to fishing since, you know, we've got enough snow coming in and cold around here that there ain't much more you can do, but, but uh, just talk about, it and not do it.
0: Yeah, hopefully the, the snow is not on the ground. You You mentioned the New England Saltwater Fishing Show. I think that's coming up the second week of March down at the Rhode Island Convention Center. So that's definitely going to be a great take, and we'll keep that kind of on people's radars as we move through the short month of february but you just hinted at the snow coming in bruno i know it's going to be oh. a challenge for you. You, you you now own two car dealerships here that are right in the eye of the storm you're going to need some serious shoveling going on to get those cars out of the snow
3: you know my my wife loves the snow and uh she's always excited for a snowstorm to come in and make it all pretty and winter white wonderland but when, when when you have two dealerships and 123 cars that you have to clean and take the snow off of on a Sunday, it's, uh, snow is not my favorite thing.
0: <laughs> not to mention, it's not just any Sunday. It's the AFC and NFC Championship Games, so it's a good football Sunday, and you're going to miss out shoveling snow, well, Bruno.
3: Pretty much. I'll put it this way. Any MFCC member out there that's willing to come in, and clean snow and shovel cars with me on Sunday, I got $200 cash for you. Just send me a message in MSCC.
0: Yeah, just hit Bruno up in the forum for sure if anyone's looking to make a little extra scratch and get their hands dirty or at least wet shoveling some snow on Sunday.
3: Yeah, well, someone's got to do it.
0: No and,
3: one buys cars with snow on them.
0: And another thing, speaking to the dealerships, Bruno, that you know you and I have been talking about with Ryan, is the idea of doing some, you know, cod and coffee event that we would probably target to come up here? You know, once Ryan gets back from Costa Rica, in between some of your travel that you're going to be doing with your lovely family, but would love to have some members, you know, down to the dealership, down to Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi, uh, you know, for some coffee and and maybe some muffins, some breakfast, and to kind of meet and greet with us, and maybe watch a podcast or, uh, get taped and kind of see how the sausage gets made.
3: Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Caught and coffee is just, I think, the perfect time of the year when guys are just, you know, getting a little uh, stir crazy sitting at home and getting the itch. You can't wait to get out there and get on the water. It's a good time to get everyone together and talk fishing, watch fishing, and have some coffee.
0: And it's something that you, Ryan, and myself have been talking about. So just for the members, you know, keep an eye on MFCC. And once we get a date locked down for that, between Ryan getting back from Costa Rica in the next couple weeks and between your travel, Bruno, and hopefully all this snow that's coming in will be gone, we'll lock down a date and we'll put it out there to the members.
3: Yeah, and we got some uh, really, really uh, exciting folks that are going to make it out to this that I know of. I mean, Local celebrities out of Cape Cod that are known in the fishing community as, as some of the best of the best. That we're going to put the invites to come out and spend time with members and exchange some um, some fishing stories and tactics. All
0: right, Bruno. I will let you get back to your busy day. I know you got two shops to run, so you're twice as busy. And I wish you the best of luck getting through this storm this weekend. Hopefully, everybody stays safe.
3: Hey, thanks, man. Good to hear your voice. And uh, let's, uh, let's get through the snowstorm safely, and uh, hopefully we'll have coffee soon.
0: Big thanks to Cape and Islands Mitsubishi's Bruno Demir for taking time out of his busy week to check in with us here on the MFCC podcast. Thanks as well to Ryan Collins, MFCC founder and creator, for joining us off the top of today's program during his vacation in beautiful Costa Rica. It was great to hear Ryan's voice. And we also want to thank Sam Mullen from the Goose Hummock down in Orleans, Mass. Sounds like the goose is fully stocked and ready to support all of the freshwater ice fishermen that are in the area looking to get out and get a line wet this weekend. And most importantly, thanks to all of you, the listeners, for continuing with us here into 2022. I hope everybody gets through this weekend's nor'easter safely. Should be a good amount of snow and wind, so hopefully everybody hunkers down and makes it through this. And I look forward to talking with you on the next edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. This is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. And until we chat again, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news information and fishing reports, be sure to log on to myfishingcapecod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.